0: Good morning, muscular gentlemen, or evening if you're listening to it later on. Uh, I hope you
1: are having a fantastic day. I am so pumped for this episode. Uh, I am introducing you to a, a close, dear friend of mine and colleague, um, since I've known since college at the University of Colorado. Uh, this is Doctor Brad Utah, gentleman, and he is a, a chiropractor, but he is an expert in his field. And when I say that, I, I mean that in the in the um, most sincere way because look there are terrible chiropractors out there there are terrible physical therapists and coaches and trainers out there all over the place and as muscular gentlemen it's our job to not only become kind of doctors of our own body but also um, finding the professionals out there who are giving themselves you know finding the extra mile of education for themselves on a continual basis whether it's reading books regularly getting CEC's continue education um and and finding coaches for themselves right i have my own coach uh to help me continue to push myself but also so that i can be a better coach for my men in the muscular gentleman program i would not be a good coach without having no like doing that myself right i I need to live out live and breathe what i practice and preach and teach so same thing here with chiropractor uh, or or any of these fields you want a professional who's seeking out the truth who's constantly trying to find and stay up to date on the data the research whatever that might be and brad is one of those guys we we um i know he got certified through the tiles performance institute which i know is a golf fitness program but man they've got some incredible people on the board of that program that teach uh, a lot of their curriculum And, and that's just an example of something that we mutually have but The guy is always seeking out to find the best practices and options for your body. So look, this episode is trying to help you. Brad and I literally connect and then we try to really help you connect the dots between what is best for your body, what you should and shouldn't be doing for your fitness, what you should and shouldn't be doing to take care of your aches and pains, prevent injuries, things like that. And we really drive it home in such an amazing way. So let me just say this, this is worth every second of your time to listen, take notes. Um, You're going to hear some really good gold nuggets like you do in every episode, but Brad is phenomenal at what he does. And I loved talking with him. It was great connecting, but man, did he drop some good knowledge for you guys to just take to heart as far as how your health and your body should be taken care of for a lifetime? So um, pay attention, listen, enjoy this because Brad's not only a, an amazing guy, but he, he's fun to listen to and he, he has some valuable information. So let's jump in. I'll see you guys in there. Welcome.
0: Welcome to the muscular gentleman. The muscular gentleman where we don't apologize for being men masculinity sex fitness and attraction helping men reclaim their masculine edge improve their sex life get the body they've always wanted and master their mindset to build a life worth living this is the muscular gentleman and now your host rustin webb
1: all right gentlemen this is my friend, Brad. I want to make sure I say your last name right. It's it's Utah, right? Got it. Right
2: on. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's got that funky spelling. So <laughs> um, this gentleman that we are on uh, this episode with is a friend of mine since college. We met through mutual friends in college. We've been friends ever since. We've stayed in touch. Um, I went the, the fitness route um, and went for kinesiology. And Brad went for chiropractic, and is uh, an expert in his field. You own your own practice, um, yep. With you and your wife. Now you both practice, you and your wife.
2: Correct.
1: Yep. Yep. So you and your wife both practice. You've been doing this for how long now? I mean, it's been it's been a hot minute.
2: Ten years now. And,
1: okay, so we're at mastery level. <laughs> um, and uh, what's fun though um, is, and why I'm excited to have Brad on this episode is we have been not only have we stayed connected, but We will get on these phone calls and just, you know, nerd out on anatomy, physiology, injury prevention, all these different things. And so we've had so many good conversations that I feel like so many men listening to this uh, podcast need to listen in on, almost like sneak you in to be the fly on the wall and hear these conversations because there's so much insight into taking care of ourselves. And, um, so anyway, before I keep rambling, I am stoked to have you here, man. I I really appreciate your time. So this is Brad. Welcome everybody.
2: Nice to meet you guys.
1: Um, so talk to us real quick. You, um, you went, so we went to see you in Boulder and, um, when did you find that? When did you think, okay, I want to be a chiropractor. Like what, what, when did that happen? How'd that work? Yeah.
2: So I was also in the kinesiology program just right behind you. And then they changed the major over to integrated phys. Mm
1: -hmm,
2: So I got the choice to do, I want to graduate kinesiology integrated phys. So we started diving more into like biochemistry and pathologies and physiology. And so I was always really curious of like, how can I become healthier? How, what's the best biohacking? What nutrition, diet, exercise can we be utilizing to uh, make us healthier? Because my mom was a nurse, and I have one of my best friends is a medical doctor. And I always felt like, well, you only saw the doctor because you're sick or you have a problem. And I was like, what's the next level to become healthier? Like, what's that avenue called? So uh, I graduated with a CU, and actually I was on the border of like, do I take an MCAT? Do I, uh, go to the physio or the PT background and actually just on Craigslist, I, in Boulder, <laughs> there's a chiropractor that was applying for a job and he wanted someone to do uh, diet exercise and some, uh, basic physical therapy stuff. So I applied for that position and okay. I never had any chiropractic background. Uh, the college was back in my hometown in Iowa, but I never utilized it, didn't know much about it. I just thought chiropractors just cracked and popped stuff to make people feel better and, That was the, the logic of working in Boulder. I worked for two years under this chiropractor and I was just doing diet and exercise. Like, okay, this is fats, vegetables, proteins, carbs. And then this guy's adjusting people. And then they're coming out telling me how much better they are. And I just didn't, had to put that together of what is going on? What's this missing link that I didn't know about from a chiropractic perspective? So, Mm uh, just to cut to the chase on that found the best school I thought at the time was back in Iowa and it allowed me to get back close to my family. And that's where I am. So now 10 years later, I've been practicing and here we go.
1: That's okay. So, so when you accept, or when you found this job on Craigslist though, you still weren't like, I want to be a chiropractor. This was just something you stumbled upon and started to, to watch unfold um, in the way that this guy was helping people.
2: Correct. This was just, i am done with, I finally graduated. Uh, and love Colorado. So I didn't know where I wanted to go. And so I stay, was able to stay in Boulder and get some money and then figure out, okay, do I study for this MCAT test? Do I go back to start playing to PT schools? And then I'm like, well, maybe this chiropractic thing's interesting, but I'm just like, literally my job was, uh, helping people learn how to stretch, increase mobility, uh, doing some heat therapies, physical therapy type stuff. And then they'd get the adjustment. And then After multiple treatments, the chiropractor would be like, all right, you're good. And they're like, Brad, thank you for everything you've done. So it was the first link of, I'm not doing anything. Everyone knows how to (laughs) stretch and exercise, but they're getting better and lasting longer. So I wanted to pursue that and then went down that path of chiropractic.
1: Was that that also kind of like uh, you got a taste of – maybe just some, uh, fulfillment in the fact that these people were, were saying, Hey, you're helping me.
2: Yes.
1: And, and, and there's, it's funny when you get that. Cause you know, for, you know, from the personal training world and where I kind of came from, same thing, you know, you get some results for, with, with somebody and their appreciation for that is just kind of that little spark that you're like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta do that again. I need to help some more people. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. So hundred awesome. percent, that was, it is, I have that passion to help people and I wanted to further that. So kind of same thing with, you know, working with you on my muscular gentleman and pursuing this is like the passion comes from helping people. And I think people can read that, that, that for, I think for me as a chiropractor is there were the the most intelligent people that could pass all the tests, but how well they could understand and teach what the practice chiropractic was. So on your end of it, I think on the muscular gentleman is you broke it down to multiple levels that Anyone can hire a personal trainer, but what are you going to do for your diet? How are you going to do these exercises? Are you going to add mobility to that? So that's what, when I saw you do the mobility, I was like, Rustin, you've got something here. This is a good <laughs> to get through. So it incorporated my world with your world. And I'm, uh, you know, ecstatic to help people out as much as I can.
1: I love that. Um, okay. So you go to chiropractor school and is this, and I'm guessing here, but is this, this is where you met your, your wife? Cause you guys run this, this chiropractors, uh, practice together. So, yeah. this, okay. So this is where you met your sweetheart. Yes. And is there, is there a little story behind this?
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll come honest. So my story is, is uh, <laughs> as a chiropractor, we don't have a radiology team. So if you're a medical doctor, there's a whole branch of medicine dictated as radiology to look at X-rays. So as a chiropractor, we had three additional years of training and studying X-ray. And so on my side of it is, uh, I don't want to tell you, I'm not the brightest, you know, or sharpest tool in the shed, but I feel like I could get by pretty well. So uh, I'm in radiology <laughs> class. I start noticing this attractive girl, and I didn't really study for the first test, and actually did really well for it. So I was like, "See, I got this. I'm good." And the, se- and the second test hit me, and I was like, "I'm thinking I gonna think start going on dates. Yeah, I don't need to study this." So I end up getting a, a C minus in this <laughs> class. In to pass through chiropractic school. You're not going to be passing with C minus. Right, so, right, right, right.
1: And yeah, it's like grad school.
2: It's a simulation. I of was of failing the class. Okay. And I was like, I've never failed a class in my life. So I had to retake this radiology class. And because I've got a little bit more sidetracked on my fiance or wife now than I was uh, studying for my radiology. So that's my little <laughs> story with that. But I usually, I actually have never told anyone that besides <laughs> all, everyone now knows.
1: Now everybody knows.
2: Yeah, we're not all perfect. So.
1: That's great. Were you like I need you to help me a little bit with this class. I just, yeah, the, you
2: know, the whole concept. Yeah, let let me touch here, push there, feel like How's that going for you? Great for me, but uh, yeah. We'll we'll keep this PG. Stop with this. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Okay, so okay, so you guys meet in college, um you got do you get married during in college or after or after college? So what <clears throat> what made you guys go, let's let's do this practice together? Uh,
2: well we actually both got jobs back in Colorado. I re-reached okay. out to the chiropractor that I was at in Boulder, and then mm-hmm. my wife found a job in uh, Denver. And so we were like, you know what? Let's go back out to the state that we love yeah. and go out there. But all of our family's here in Iowa. So then it was like, well, if we run away from family for every holiday, we're driving 12, 13 hours to get back home. And that just didn't yeah. really make sense. So uh, we decided she's from northern Iowa. I'm from the west east side of Iowa. And uh, so it was like, let's build our ground here. And we just thought – Midwest living was a more comfortable uh, raising for children. So that's where we thought we just wanted to stick up this way and come visit Colorado as much as we can. So uh, we're now just outside of Iowa city, kind of more towards the middle of the state and um, been together, uh, just built a new office and we're in our 10th year of practice together.
1: That's fantastic. Now, what's kind of nice is you kind of, I'm assuming you guys got to kind of get to do your own thing a little bit. So it's not like uh, I mean, you, you know, they always say, don't go in business with your best friends. Don't, you know, don't, don't go to business in business with your spouse. Right. Like, but you guys, you guys yeah. make this work. What's, what's kind of the secret behind that?
2: The secret is, is she has half the building; it's hers. And I have half the building is mine. there's just like a line
1: home. down the middle and don't cross.
2: tape <laughs> that says do not enter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, honestly, I think it was that we had the compassion and understanding for each other we were going through and, um, it, we, so unlike medicine is like you get to do a residency program and you get to work with colleagues and you get guided through a program. But once you graduate chiropractic school, you're on your own. And I think that's where a lot of the uh, diversity comes in chiropractic is that you could go to five different chiropractors and get adjusted differently or a different technique or a different conversation on what's going on with it is because we're taught the basics of the anatomy, the physiology of what adjustments are doing, but how we practice and what we do is it's each their own. So uh, I think we had a similar mindset and focus at what we wanted to do, but we needed to balance that with some separation of I'm not going to tell you what to do. You don't tell me what to do. But we can come together and review a case together. Say, hey, wh- why would you have done this differently? So we can only further advance our patients, get people better faster.
1: That's that's awesome. Man. That's a good partnership right there. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's dive in. I, I want to try to take the, the audience through this kind of conversational pieces that we've had. I know we've had multiple here, but, um, let's dive. So, okay. What is, and you, you even asked me this too, and I'll I'll dive into here, but what's your philosophy behind somebody? So, so we talk about pain, right? And I guarantee you there's at least one listener and it's probably more like 90% listeners, but have had either neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, something right pain's gonna hit us all the time when you hear pain that's typically when somebody says oh you should go get get a go see a par- chiropractor or you should go see a physical therapist or you should go to the doctor right that's right. usually the kind of trigger word I think wouldn't yeah. you say for a chiropractor is is yeah. you're in pain so yes. talk to me a little bit about that because one that shouldn't be the only reason to discuss working with a chiropractor but what's your philosophy behind that? that pain and, and what, uh, you might do differently than maybe a lot of chiropractors.
2: So the number one thing is, what is it from? Is it organic, non-organic? Is it from a joint, a muscle, a tendon, a ligament? Is it an organ? So we have to understand like, what is this pain? And for instance, like with a heart attack, uh, you could be having chest pain, but your shoulder starts hurting and people don't correlate that together. And so that's kind of where, uh, the, the chiropractic training is I'm not looking for a heart attack, but if a shoulder is not getting better and we have good mobility and their blood pressure is higher their you know, what their diet's like, you're looking at these other factors to refer them out to medical attention. So, um, one is just trying to understand the root of the problem. Um, that would lead me into is the mechanism of injury. So I have to, as a chiropractor look to find out, is there some type of bone or joint that doesn't have good range of motion. So like with exercise, I feel people can do bicep curls with lightweight and really heavy weight. but what's the technique and form that you're utilizing to compensate for your muscle weakness or being too light. So you, are you going too fast or are it's really heavy? So you have to arch your back to do a bicep curl. So that would be possibly you could injure your back from doing a bicep curl, but it's not related to the actual bicep curl. It's related to the technique of the form. So I'm always looking for, if if I'm going to look to accept a patient or treat them, how is it related to a bone or structure that I can adjust, manipulate, and move to help them get better and further their health?
1: I love that. So for the listeners, and I'm I'm going to kind of break this down too um, from my end, but what Brad is saying is, look, if you have elbow pain, okay, um, or back pain, you, your, your tendency or most people's tendency, and even some doctors and chiropractors, things like that will be like, all right, let's fix the elbow. All right, let's fix the back. You have a back problem. You have back pain. And unfortunately that's not always the case. Um, And we can't really give you a percentage on that, but it's just not always the case because there's a, that's the symptom that's springing up. And, and obviously that pain is so radiating that you can do nothing else, but look at that specific area. But what is so interesting about the body and how absolutely connected it is, is that could be simply the symptom and the root cause is somewhere maybe far away or maybe just close by. Um, And so Brad is one of those chiropractors, which is what I tell most of my men in my program and, and whoever I'm working with, you need to see somebody with the right philosophy on the body. Otherwise, you know, it's just like going to a bad doctor, a bad, um, I don't know, auto mechanic or whatever, right? They're going to, they're going to mishandle it and you're going to waste time, money and energy. Um, But, and and tell me if I'm wrong here, but you're, you're trying to, you're really trying to locate the root cause, address that, and maybe even address the pain in in some ways too, but you're trying to find both and how to, how do you tackle it from a multifaceted standpoint?
2: Correct. Yeah. So uh, from my perspective is, my specialty is more joint and bone. So that's the number one thing. But secondary is what are the uh, muscles and ligaments and tendons doing? What's the nerves doing in this area? And so muscles can have nerve entrapments to it. So Mm -hmm. for instance, like, let's talk about low back pain is uh, sciatica is basically the definition of it is pain going down the back of the leg. That can be triggered from uh, a structural imbalance that can be triggered from a muscle such as the piriformis getting too tight causing compression on that nerve uh that can be contributed from uh you got hit with a baseball directly in your back so it's, yeah. I want to understand uh where and what caused this and is one of my specialties as a chiropractor going to help you get better so i always want my patient i want to empower them with more information uh, to help them help themselves and i just want to be the guide uh, their coach their teacher to help them follow through with that so On my side of it is I don't like to call myself like I'm treating back pain. I'm trying to figure out the root cause of the problem to reestablish joint neuromuscular communication, uh, the, the ligaments, the tendons, um, the flexibility, the mobility of that area. And when we restore that, the body heals itself. I'm not fixing pain or I'm not adjusting a sciatica or a headache is I'm just adding more mobility to the body through a joint or in allowing the body to heal itself. So that's, I think it's always really interesting is people always want, uh, what drug can I take? What, oh, my back hurts. Well, how many Advil is that going to take me to feel better? <laughs> and pain is not caused by lack of Advil It's right. causing it. So it's just changing this mindset of what's really going on and not what the cause of the, the symptoms may be.
1: I think that might be the best quote I've heard all week. <laughs> Your pain is not because of the lack of Advil. Yeah. yeah, um, That's good. No. And it's so true because I think so many people, they're running to just, well, and here's, that's, I think all of us are this way, right? You and, even, you and I even talk about this. The older we get, the more, you know, some aches and pains can creep in. Um, and, and, and I think the listeners need to know this. You know, I've, I'm a, obviously a fitness guy. I work out five, six days a week. But I still, I still endure or, or suffer from like little tweaks, little injuries, little things that I have to work through. It's not like you have the, this like perfect body and nothing ever goes wrong because you're addressing fitness. Um, it's the people that are consistent and work through those issues um, and keep going back to what they need to be doing. The basics. Right. Um and, and, and obviously, you know, somebody like Brad or myself will find ways to get out of the pain quick, quicker, because we're not focused just on that spot. But, but what my point was, uh, was, is once you have pain, it's so hard to hear anything past that noise. Right. And to listen to anybody else other than like, give me Advil, give me some, like, I need to just stop the pain as fast as possible. Cause that's like all we can think about. Um,
2: yeah, so let me interject on that is pain, please pain is one of the last symptoms that we're going to have before damage is done. Mm -hmm. So, or damage has been done. So we're going to feel things. So like relating to the program is most, all my patients will have something stiffer, something's tighter, something just doesn't feel right. Uh, I must've slept wrong. I think I uh, slid weird in that base or that golf swing just didn't feel as fluid. And I kind of Talk to patients in analogies, and I use the analogy as like that's the check engine light going off. It doesn't say your car blew up. It doesn't say that you can't drive your car. It's just saying something in your car isn't mechanically going as smoothly, and your choice is to fix your car or get that evaluated or change the oil. And change the oil before the car blows up. So, (laughs) neglect the check engine light and you never change the oil. You can't expect to drive across country and go, I don't know what happened to me. So, always listening to yourself that, Hey, maybe uh, you're doing a new exercise and that uh, deadlift just doesn't feel quite right to it. So is that a joint? Is that a muscle? Is it a form? Is it a technique? What's your flexibility? Like what's the, how does that joint move and use your professional to to, to find that out? Like use you as a resource and say, Rustin, can you videotape this and look to see what my, what does that look like to you? And then you can isolate and go, Oh, your back's rounding or you're tucking your hips underneath you. So I just – I don't know if you, the user or the listeners know this, but like I'm also in the Musco Gentleman program. And so for me, you do an excellent job to kind of slow it down. Use your reps slower. You're going to get more out of it than going through a faster workout because you can listen to your form and your technique and what feels good and not feels good. So mm-hmm. – I always ask my patients is as they get better, listen to the warning signs, listen for your check engine light, because once you're in pain, you've already hurt something. You have micro tears of a tendon or a ligament, or you have compression or, or joint irritation, or your arthritis is flaring back up. Well, what caused that? And so uh, the number one thing that I feel like drives people to my office is uh, neck pain and back pain. Mm. And routinely, um, I not that this is bad, but I feel like chiropractic is on the totem pole of uh, hairy arc of where people come in. We're near the bottom. People aren't, most people are like, Oh, they here." you know, you guys rub snake oil on stuff. You guys are, aren't professional. You're not the medical doctor. Don't come from the same standards. And so my job isn't to defend chiropractic. My job is to train you to understand if you're coming to my office, why are you coming here? And how am I helping you? And that we're working together to get you through back pain, neck pain, whatever it be. And so a common thread that I hear is like, patients will go to a medical doctor for their neck. And I'm like, great. Awesome. Glad you checked that off the list. What'd they tell you? Well, they said I'm really healthy. I just have arthritis in my neck. That's my, my part problem. And so I go, great. You've identified that. What are they going to do for your arthritis? And they're like, I don't know. So I look at it as one of my best friends is a medical doctor. My mom was a nurse. I grew up with it. So I'm not, I think they're experts in their field, but medical has uh, done a great job specializing themselves as not the doctor anymore. They're the specialist. They're the orthopedic specialist. They're the brain specialist, neurological, gastrointestinal, uh, podiatrist. So they've broken down in these um, smaller subsets to focus on where's your knee pain at. So most people, if you have a shoulder surgery, don't go to the knee surgeon. You go to the individual surgeon for that right. problem. Yeah, and, and we forgot that Health is homeostasis and balance in the body, balance between the muscles, the muscle or the bones, the nerves, your diet, your, and your overall health. So I kind of look at it as I always want to try to make a healthy person healthier and not wait for the degeneration, the arthritis, the pain to come into play. So that's, I I think my own mindset on chiropractic and not all chiropractors have that uh, subset, but that's kind of where I come from to make sure my patients get better quicker. uh,
1: That was Uh, I loved all of that. Um, I was smiling because you're, you're spot on with this. I, you know, it's funny. And I look, I think it's good that they've created those subsets. You know, if I'm going to get shoulder surgery, I want to know the guy I'm seeing has done like a hundred of these, and this is all he does every day. And so he's seen all the different shoulders, all the different, you know, it's like, Oh, I've seen this one before, or, you know, obviously that makes a patient feel better. The problem though, is if I go to this shoulder surgeon with shoulder pain and I'm talking to him, the, the likelihood of him wanting me to go under the knife versus me going to maybe a chiropractor, a physical therapist, or some other person to fix that is very, it's it's less likely that he's going to su- subject me to that versus, hey, let me just, I've done this. I do this. Let me take care of the, the shoulder. The problem with this is in that I want listeners to really drive this home is If I don't address the root cause of my shoulder pain, and let's say I'm going to kind of get specific here, but let's say I'm lacking thoracic mobility, stability in my subscapular uh, or the um, scapulothoracic joint. I'm losing some physicality or physiological uh, strength issues here that keep causing the shoulder to be in pain also due to a repetitive motion, maybe I do consistently, I'm a a barber or, you know, I'm doing something with that shoulder to aggravate the tissues. If I go to that shoulder uh, surgeon and I do that surgery, I never addressed the other parts of the body that kept causing the pain, right? And now I'm stuck because once I get the surgery, I'm going to go into both post rehab. I'm probably going to still have shoulder problems, right? Because those other issues are still there. And I think that's, you know, and that's why I loved what you just said was all that was saying, look, it's sad that people want to address, you know, they want to go straight to the surgeon or straight to the whatever specialist, instead of realizing that this is a, this is a movement problem, you know, and that's including the skeletal system, not just, not just muscles, but there's a movement issue. It's dysfunctional. How can we at least optimize it and see what happens before a surgery? I don't know. Does that kind of.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's cr- the, the most critical thing is that we have become a society of instant gratification. We want to lose weight instantaneously. Mom. My back hurts, my shoulder hurts, my knee hurts. I just got to go straight to the doctor so he can fix it. And the doctors are the experts, the best that's yeah. three things like what surgeries you need, what disease that you have and what drugs they can give you. And they're trying to treat the crisis. Like you're in a lot of pain. So how can we reduce your pain? So you can get back to the physical therapist. You can get back to the personal training. You can maybe see a chiropractor to help re- alleviate your pain. And so I always uh, find that like, you just have to know on the spectrum, where are you? And if we always start with the top of let's go back to your shoulder is if we don't have thoracic mobility, you don't have strength of uh, the rotator cuffs themselves, Hmm. you'll have surgery. You'll have rotator cuff surgery and you will probably feel better. The pain's not going to be there, but try to get back in the gym, try to go golfing again, try to play catch with your child. You'll re injure it. And then you're having multiple surgeries. And that's typically what I see is that uh, with back patients is that you'll have a bulging disc. Yeah. The, the, Discs in your back aren't inherently bad, something caused that to get bad. So, what was your feeling in technique and exercise? What was your core lack? What was your glute strength like? Where where were you lacking flexibility? And once again, I don't know the stat on that, but I would almost guarantee 99.9% of those patients that have back pain don't have hip mobility, don't have thoracic lumbar or mobility, or their glutes are weak. And they're gonna, they just didn't know that because it wasn't pain. Their car didn't blow up yet, but check engine lights were going off. They just didn't know how to listen to them or right. know the specialist or direction to go to. So uh, this is where I feel I love personal training. I love physical therapy. I think chiropractic's great. We utilize dry needling in our office. And love so uh, every professional is going to give you their own opinion. And you'll get a chiropractic opinion, a fit trainer pres- opinion, a dietitian's opinion you need to take those and listen to where and then see where, what guide or direction that you can go to make the best judgment for yourself. So that's I think
1: that's, that's a very uh, great point to give to the listeners is look, you can be your own doctor. Okay. But what that, what that means is you don't, you don't fix yourself, but you go to all the right professionals, the right experts, gather the information and then make an educated decision based on what you've been taught and what you learned from those experiences. Because that can be the most successful way of doing this instead of going straight to the and i and i'm not saying don't go to the doctor but only going to the doctor is going to give you one perspective and they're only taught like you said a certain number of things to be able to handle everybody's pain and, and issues it's funny you mentioned somebody saying like oh you have arthritis in your neck and and i think it's so funny because you know we could break down artho and, and itis it's like every <laughs> every client i've worked with over the last 20 years I hear some kind of, Oh, I have this itis. And I'm like, that's just inflammation. So all they're saying is you have inflammation in your neck. They're not actually diagnosing anything. They're not saying, Hey, you have neck pain because you have, you know, a lack of rotation and mobility and extension in your spine and you're compensating with your neck or, you know, they're not saying the actual cause they're just diagnosing what, what you're feeling and what is happening, which is there's inflammation and there's, there's a pain in the neck. That's it. And, and you could have told yourself that, right? Like that's, what's hard sometimes um, to to hear when people are going through these things is, is yes, you do have arthritis and it could be acute and it could be chronic, but we don't know. And um, there's more to know about what your situation looks like other than you have arthritis.
2: (laughs) in, In the same token, You're know, you not going to want to pay a doctor hundreds of dollars to say, how do you activate your glute? I mean, their subset and specialty is learning how to cut through your body to fix damage that's been done. So this is where they don't have the training to go through every muscle and mobility issue with it. And then that's where personal training comes in, uh, chiropractic comes in, physical therapy comes in. So you always have to kind of like hedge your bet and just say, let me get as much information as I can to make sure that I'm moving forward, get this, uh, condition or symptom fixed. So I always feel like, uh, it's understanding the root of the problem again is, uh, I, I think the best of each subset of, uh, specialties, but it's always, how should I say that? Like not thinking one profession is better than the other, but knowing that we all have your best interests in mind and then learning from, okay, well, right as a chiropractor is telling me that I've lacked hip mobility. So what could my trainer teach me to increase that hip mobility? Is it through an adjustment or is it through activations of uh, reciprocal inhibition? One muscle's yeah. weaker, well, the other muscle is too tight. So it's just kind of understanding the whole root cause to get the, the problem solved.
1: Spot, it's spot, spot on. You know, it's funny, You um, talking about chiropractic work and stuff like that, what I find so interesting is like, I, I I've met different aspects of, of this world, this this industry, I guess you could say, of health and wellness, from the physical therapy side and the the PT or sorry, the physical therapy and the chiropractic side and all these different avenues. What's funny is a lot of them don't work well together. I you know I worked in a physical therapy office and they were constantly getting attacked by acupuncturists because they were using those needles that acupuncturists use for dry needling, which is what you mentioned before. And it was like, who cares that they're using a needle to create this dry needling effect? Or, you know, it's like, I, it, it's so funny because in this industry, everyone's kind of looking at the other, like, well, you don't know what I know. If you asked me 15 years ago, what diet you should be on? I'd tell you paleo, because I read a book that completely convinced me that it was this, this amazing diet. And it threw me for this, like, oh, it's, uh, paleo makes sense for everyone. If you ask me now, I'll tell you that they all work for somebody uh, in some way, you know, it's like, I don't have a definitive, this is the only diet that's going to work for everyone. There are some fundamental facts that make sense for 99.9% of humanity, as far as how they can eat a certain way, but they all seem to work. Right. Um, And then there's the fundamentals of like a caloric deficit and getting your macros into a decent, you know, thing, things like that. But I think that's the same with all of this. Is can you find what's working and what works with your chiropractic experience and, and things like that? What I love of what we what we started talking to, and I would love for you to dive in on this is how you don't just and I don't know what do they call it like the flying seven or something like like,
2: Okay, yeah,
1: what is that? They call it the flying seven. That's and for the listeners, that's like what they go through and just pop certain segments and then they, they push you along the way, right? You're on a conveyor belt you don't do that. So can you kind of dive into your approach? Because I think people need to listen. If you can find somebody like Brad, this is going to be really important for you to, to be able to get help when you need it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, going back over the flying seven. So, um, chiropractor. So once again, we all use interchangeable terms. So this is where I think some of this animosities came from is that it's, I don't think medical doctors intently hate chiropractic or physical therapists, whatever it's, they don't understand what we do because we're all so different. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, I've never had a medical doctor. Well, that I didn't know say, oh, you have to go to Brad Utoff. is what I have had medical doctors say is, hey, I don't think I can help you with this, but you should probably maybe look at chiropractic. And then people come to my office and go, Brad, can you believe it? My medical doctor told me to come see you. And <laughs> it's like, well, I think they were smart enough and intelligent enough to realize that there wasn't a drug or a surgery that's going to fix this. That you there was some underlying condition that if we can restore mobility in your thoracic spine, that's going to help your shoulder get better. So uh, when it comes to that, I think we just – Sometimes I think people, it's easier to put down other people than to talk other people up. And Uh so my end of it is I'm the polar opposite. Like I love telling patients, like, let's get a second opinion about this. Why don't you run your physical therapist? Let them know that I'm actually mobilizing and getting more uh leveling and balancing of your hip and see what they do for that exercise. And then they go, Brad, you'll never believe it. My physical therapist says my glutes are firing better, and it's Not that I made their glutes fire better. It was that they had better pelvic mobility. They could isolate and turn that glute on more effectively.
1: You gave them the opportunity, right? You opened up a window for their body to to move in a functional pattern.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Huge. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. So I, for me, chiropractic is I want to induce joint mobility so Mm -hmm. they can actually help with restoration of, uh, an inhibited muscle, a muscle that's weaker.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: what I typically find is that um, I don't like to use the term weak with patients because, you know, weak has that non-muscular standpoint to it. So sure, I like sure. to just say they're not as strong. So we can get over, uh, for instance, like a lot of shoulder issues come from the pecs being overdeveloped and then weakness of the rhomboids in the lower upper trap area. And Mm -hmm. so that causes that thoracic rounding and they're not in pain. It doesn't hurt, but they'll say things like, right, I'm always so stiff and tight. I always feel like, gosh, that thoracic rotation or threading the needle, I just can't do that. And okay, good. That's a warning sign. You're not bad, but how do we get more bones and uh, nerves and ligaments moving together. So you can continue to heal and get through that process and not lead into an injury. So, sorry, I got off tangent there. Let me go. No, no, no,
1: no. No, This is fantastic. I think that more listeners need to understand this, like just going to a chiropractor um, to get an adjustment alone. Isn't enough. Just like going to me to do exercises and activate certain muscle groups isn't there's times I cannot get a guy, one of my men or, or client to to use the right muscles because they don't have the joint mobility, and and there's not necessarily a movement pattern that I might be able to give them without going to see somebody to get an adjustment right. So like I just think all these are so interconnected, and I think people just they they you know well I go to the chiropractor that's great. What else are you doing? Well I go to a trainer. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Well, what else are you doing? You know, it's like finding ways to be multifaceted, like you just said. There's so many different ways to to get the body to move the way it needs to move, and they all really work hand in hand if you can find that that team or those yes. professionals.
2: Yeah. I yeah, I use this a lot with patients is because I get that a lot that patients come in and goes, Brad, I think my shoulder's out. Uh, I must've slept wrong. My neck's out. My back came out. <laughs> don't go in and out. It's uh, <laughs> you lose the mobility of it. And then that causes compensation somewhere else. So uh, when I talk about patients, when we're adjusting or um, looking to isolate what segment of the spine doesn't have appropriate motion to it. Uh, for instance, there's seven vertebrae in the neck, 12 in the upper back, five in the low back. And so I'm not just trying to mobilize and move a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to find out where is this disconnect? Why is that one bone not gliding in or moving as well? And on, I've never done a study on this to say I'm a specialist, but what I find is arthritis is coming from a bone not moving. And so this is where, when a doctor x-rays you, they're x-raying a bone, but- where is the arthritis it's around a joint so it's the joint is not moving correctly and it's causing for lack of a better term friction and not in a day not in a week not in a month years of this because it wasn't the alarms weren't going off the check engine light didn't blow up yet and then it leads to these dysfunctions later on in life so uh i it's I typically find that I have a lot of the muscular standpoints that they don't have the best posture or, uh, you've trained your body not to, uh, this is talking about golfing. You keep That's slicing. True. So instead of, uh, fixing your golf swing, you're going to, Alter your club angle and hit the ball in a different direction so it doesn't slice as bad. Well, right, you didn't really right. fix the problem. You just kind of adjusted one compensation of uh, the club head angle. So I always feel like, once again, you're diving down this rabbit hole that we don't know. Should I go to a chiropractor? Should I go see a physical therapist? Um, it's trying to let the professional that you're seeking out give you the answers or uh, what they think is the cause. And then try to understand about helping that that method out. Because I've seen patients that if we have a a muscle weakness, so let's say your glutes are not firing, I can't adjust that back into place. But what I'll find is when those glutes don't fire, we'll probably have some like low back or sacroiliac joint discrepancy that it just doesn't move as well. So you can still work out with that. But if you're doing that and that joint's grinding, or not flexing correctly, it leads to more arthritis and wear and tear over time. And then that's when patients go, oh, oh, Brad, be careful. Well, I've heard this a hundred times. Once you go to that chiropractor rusted, you're going to go the rest of your life. And it's not that I'm making you come back. We've restored motion that, you know, we can fix, but it's your, my job to also help empower you to fix that glute weakness, to elongate those hamstrings and get those stretched out so you don't feel like you have to keep coming back for an adjustment over and over and over again.
1: Dude. Okay. You just nailed it. This is where, okay. This was good. That was good. This is where the listeners need to understand the onus is on you. Okay. Um, Once you go to a chiropractor and you get an adjustment or you start to open up the body, what are you going to go do? You're going to go sit back on your, in your car. You're going to go sit at work. You're going to go sit on your phone, your computer, whatever. And you're just going to let the muscles and the tissues slide you know, maybe the, the, the bones back out of place or whatever you want to call call it like in, in your mind, but you're, you're moving back into the dysfunctional pattern that you've created in the prior of getting help. Right. And what Brett is saying is, look, if we're giving you exercises to go do after your adjustment, or if we're giving you stuff to go do, to encourage the, the functional movement pattern to be more, uh, I guess, uh what what's the word um stabilize it yeah yeah to stabilize it and get that functional pattern back in place and to make it permanent that's what i was looking for permanent but the, you have to do something we can't just, you know that's the thing i give i give guys exercises and you know this i have follow along workouts for for different things and and that's kind of my best way to get adherence is at least follow along with me but you still have to go home get on on the floor and do them you can't just do them once or do them a couple times, just like fitness, right? Or, or consistency with anything with your nutrition, it has to be ongoing. It's funny. You, you mentioned the, the, um, the x-ray and, and the x-ray only tells you so much, right? And that's what I find so interesting is you are the doctor, they'll do an x-ray or maybe even an MRI and we get really deep, but here's the thing. Are you moving? while you're doing this MRI or this, this, you know, this x-ray, no, you're completely stagnant and you're getting a snapshot of that moment. And what's unfortunate is we're not addressing the actual movement pattern of the body around that joint or that pain. And you're missing like half the story. <laughs> like that's, what's so interesting. And I, I love that you, you have totally nailed that you get it. Like, you're like, cool. I got uh, an x-ray that's going to give me of, uh, some information of what's going on, but there's still so much more to dig.
2: <clears throat> yeah. That's just that window of time. An x-ray is just like a picture. Yeah. What you wore that day, what you looked like that day, but it's not going to tell you where your future's going. Right. So it's kind of uh, like, in I uh, I have a lot of patients that tell me that the reason that they're in pain is because they're overweight. Like they've isolated that their, their problem in life is that they've just, too many LBs and it's, that's a factor. That's not the problem. You don't put arthritis. There's no correlation with fat and arthritis. It's, but if a joint's under stress with that much weight on it over time, that's a factor that can contribute to that. But ah, I've got a lot of patients that, uh, I see a couple NFL football players that they're 300 pound linemen and easy to adjust. And it's not that their weight, it's that their subset of what is muscle compared to fat is completely different. So it's not right. the fact of what the pound is. It's, well, what is your metabolic makeup of what's fat and and uh, muscle? And right. so if we can change that ratio is, I don't care, you're a 400-pound lineman. You're going to be healthier than a 400-pound coach potato is because right. you have better mobility. And so it's, once again, it's just understanding all these different factors is, We can go down all these rabbit holes of nutrition and diet and body composition, but it comes back down to what's your story today? Is it your shoulder hurts? Okay. Let's figure out why that is. And then is a chiropractor need to help that shoulder joint move better, but re reestablish that motor pattern through, uh, physical therapy. And then once you have that good motor pattern, then go to your trainer and do the exercise every day to, to make that stronger. So I, I, yeah, health is multifaceted. It's just understanding. And that's what I think most people, it's just the confusion on that is like, where do I go? How do I find some, how do I find a a trainer like you, Brad, how do I get a chiropractor like you? And I hate to say it, but there's no like perfect, um, story out there. It's just kind of, I feel that you make that connection with that patient, and you, the more that they can teach you to help you understand, I will never have someone come in and go, yep, to overweight, arthritis, sorry, go somewhere else. It, it <laughs> understanding like them as a person and helping them follow this need of what possible uh, part of the hierarchy of uh, the health pyramid do they need to be on, and where should we start? So, um, and people make the great mindset of like, Rustin, I want to work on my diet. That's my weakness that will get you a long way, but it can only take you so far. You still got to exercise. We still do a little bit of cardio. And if we're finding that we're having a shoulder or hip or knee injury, let's get that checked out so we can continue to exercise versus using that as a, oh, I want to work out, but since my knee's really bothering me, let me just take a couple weeks off. Awesome. I want you to heal too, but now you're backtracking and not making the progress we want to get to. We'll make an excuse for it. So I just, I want to empower people. I want you to understand like, the full aspect of getting better to make the best decision for themselves.
1: Uh, I, absolutely. Uh, it's funny because I think what we tend to do, and, and this was, okay, this is going back to when you said, you know, um, oh, you're just going to give them adjustment over adjustment and they're just going to be stuck working with you forever. Look, sure. I, you know, I, to some degree, I think listeners understand like, one, you're, you're saying, look, as long as you continue to not do the stuff I'm telling you to do at home and, and, and to move better and activate certain muscle groups, yeah, technically I would have to just keep adjusting you to keep you maybe at bay. But if you actually went and did the work, we might be able to move you out of this space where you only see me like a couple times a year or whatever that might look like from a maintenance standpoint. Sure. To me, that, that's, the, that's the chiropractor doing his job right? It's yeah. it's saying, look, I'll help you as long as you need me to, but you can move further along with this whole entire situation yourself, not just with me. And I'm giving you ample opportunity when I adjust you to open up a window where your body's in a prime movement state to start activating the correct muscle groups, the prime movers, right? Instead of you know what we talked about earlier, this, this synergistic dominance where the wrong muscle groups are activating and trying to motive or uh, manipulate the pattern of the movement. So yeah, uh, uh, some chiropractors do, uh, I think, maybe run their business off of relying on you for, in their mind, eternity. Um, but I would say people like Brad, and you, you can find these people that if, if in all honesty, they could get you in and out and, you know, I don't know, a, ha- a handful of, of sessions, they would love it. Uh, yeah. it. The question is, can they and can you do all the other stuff on top of it? So, um, yeah, I, I think that's important for, for people to understand, like find find somebody that's in their mind, hoping they can heal you and help help move you along as fast as possible. But they're going to be there for you the entire time, whatever that looks like. Right. Um, but your speed of healing is, is kind of on going to the right people, getting the right help. And then you doing the work. Correct. And that's, what's so hard. I think for people is they don't want to do the, the hard, the uncomfortable, yeah. hard stuff.
2: Yeah. We're a yeah. a habit. We, uh, you know, you go to the same job, the same gym, like the same exercises, and then you don't figure out why you're not growing anymore. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's cultivating and understanding that there has to be change and that uncomfortableness is how your body's growing. I mean, if we always just stuck in kindergarten, Hey, we'd pass every class, but you're not <laughs> yeah, learning. You're not educating yourself. So really. the kind of same thing is like who I don't, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big legs guy. So I'm not trying to just have a giant upper body, but I understand the full concept of like healing and getting stronger is there's a huge subset of muscle groups that give stability to, from the legs for the low back and the upper back. So uh, I always feel like, you know, as the old saying goes, you give a man a fish, you feed him for the day. You teach him to fish, you can feed him for life. So not all cases, so I don't want to, don't quote me on this, but on the average patient that I know is pretty healthy, I usually just only work with them three to five sessions. And yeah. then in that time frame, they are better. Yeah. I'm not saying they're better. They're telling me they feel better. Then. <laughs> We open that book of, okay, is there more exercise required? Uh, Do we need to reestablish a motor pattern? Because, uh, you know, neurology, you haven't been firing that glute for so long. So let's give you the the correct correct therapeutic exercise to correct that. And then once that glute's firing, send you to the trainer to reinforce that and keep getting stronger and then alternating your workout. So I think that's kind of the, the root of the answer is just saying, like, I find when people come back, it's because they know I help them. I'm not telling them to come back. They just go, Brad, I've got back pain. And then I'm correlating one of my back hurts. I get adjusted and it feels better. But once again, it's temporary because you didn't change the overall, uh, Balance in the muscles, the bones, the nerves, and then you know that if I can help you, you will come back. So that's where it's. I don't think chiropractors inherently are playing some trick. Yeah. Uh, there's some yeah. Secret recipe or sauce that I know this adjustment's going to work for a month, and then you're going to have to come back. So, <laughs> I have, yeah, I have patients that go. I know I feel better, and it's a part of my healthcare that I want to incorporate, just like working out every day. I mean. Yeah. We, with working out a couple days a week, but if you're looking for better results, let's get more active on it. So it's kind of same thing in the chiropractic world is I feel like you don't need adjusted every week or every single month, but we need what we got to know what your goals are, where are we going? And so if it's just pain relief, you just don't want to be in crisis mode. All right, we'll get adjusted this month and we won't reestablish the neuromotor pattern. And then you'll go back to the same job and they do the same exercises and then have the recreate that injury. And then you know that I can help you, but it's only a short-term relief. It's the, right. the picture that we're looking for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. How do I set myself up for long-term success within my fitness journey as well as just living healthy. Right. And, and that's where I think, you know, look, if, if you ask me pro- professionally um, if Brad lived close by, I would probably see Brad consistently only because I know I would get into kind of a, a state where you're going to fine tune, you know, my, my joints and I'm going to go lift in a way that really solidifies and, and creates permanence where I want those joints. And then I know I'm going to go golf and I'm going to do all this crazy stuff with my kids and I'm going to start moving it out of place again. <laughs> wow. and I'm going to get an adjustment again. And I'm going to move in and out of this, this kind of consistency of trying to keep myself in a primed position. Um, so so. You know, I don't see a problem with that. It's if that's if that's something you want in your lifestyle, because you are kind of creating an optimal uh, position for the body. And I think that's where people think, "Oh, he's just moving me out of pain," or you know, it, no, you're you're moving the joints to where they were supposed to be. And there's muscles and there's postures that are pulling them back out. Um, it's like how do I how do I consistently progress in that pattern? and, and in those positions from, from working with you. So, yeah, I, I think people need to understand that a little bit better. Um, and, and, and again, there's just these false, false, I think, understanding of, of training, the training industry, the fitness industry, there's, and there's, you know, there's, there's so many people that that do want that reliance for a client, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think there's so much good behind what you're doing, man. And I, I'm glad the listeners get to kind of dip their toe into hearing all this because, I don't think it's a conversation they have typically with a friend or something like that and it's to, to hear this is really empowering because they're going to start to understand a hopefully a different way of of approaching their health than um kind of these I'll wait till I'm hurting and then I'll go get help right yeah. um yeah. and I think I think more people should go see a quality um uh, professional like you who um th- when they're not in pain you know um hey, how do I optimize what I have going on and how do I prevent? Injury prevention is is one of the least sexy things to do, but it is so necessary. And I think more people, once they're in pain, realize, God, I, I really probably should have done that.
2: And I do anything to get out of it. So once yes. you're like, how do I, I need to get out of this now. So that's kind of where the me, over-the-counter medications and the rubs. And I'll tell you, I love, I use a therapy gun in my office, Yes. That's not- fixing my bones. It's not reading my nerves. It's just releasing that muscle tension. And if that's all that the problem is, is just, being must've too tight. It's a very effective, but it's not going to fix a hip dysfunction or, right. uh, you know, uh, pelvic misalignment or something of that nature with it. So I think, I mean, on my side of it, the common question that I always get is like, well, Brad, how do I find a chiropractor like you? How do I know who to go to or what the direction is, is, and there's no perfect answer. Once again, I usually like if it's very common that I have people in my community that come in and then they'll go to college and they'll go, oh, I'm in, go to Boulder. I, where, who do I go to with it? And so it's, there's no perfect subset that they're good or they're bad. Um, I usually, for me, what the top tier things that I look for is... I want to see if I think that what their education background is and how they communicate like their story, maybe on their webpage or their Facebook r- rings true with mine. And mm-hmm. then when you meet someone in person, you can tell, are they selling you something? Are they trying to sell you a package when they don't even know what's wrong with you yet? Don't buy that. So you have to let the person like understand and figure you out. And then that's where on my, I, I was like, I've never had someone come in and go, you need three visits. Oh, you're a 10 person. Oh, you're once a month, whatever. <laughs> <If, if> you. <laughs> you need to know where they're at and then what the goals are and then accommodate that for that patient. So, uh, I think
1: that's really good.
2: Yeah. So I think from a chiropractic perspective, it's, you know, the, the chiropractic side of things, the muscular side of things, like I'm not going to claim I'm a muscle expert but I just know enough to see when uh, a hip doesn't move correctly, what muscles are related to that dysfunction. And then at least guide you. If I can't give you the stretch or exercise, guide you to the therapist or the trainer that can focus on those things for you and then get you feeling better. And I'd much rather have people come in and go, right, I'm doing great because you're helping me get to my health goals versus like, well, I'm back again. The old golf swing took me down and uh, (laughs) we got a football tailgate to go to this weekend. So it's always just, you know, The whole picture is the best, I guess, information is read some reviews. People are pretty honest when it comes to reviews. Uh, uh, Look for a chiropractor that will talk to you and explain to you what the problems are, not do the flying seven, which once again is just, they start uh, manipulating. They just adjust the neck on the right, adjust the neck on the left, low back. And typically those appointments are like, you're in and out in two to three minutes. So that person is not evaluating you. That person is not understanding where the dysfunction is. They're manipulating some part of your body that you hear a a release and then you're getting temporary relief. And so on my office, like a lot of things that I hear is uh, more adults will say, Brad, my son or daughter like cracks their neck and I can feel that. And what is that good or that bad? So once again, I'm not going to tell you it's good or bad. I want you to understand what's going on is, is, And the first thing I usually go through is, well, when you pop or crack your neck, I'll ask them, does that feel better? And 90% of the time they go, yeah, that's why I do it, is my neck gets really tight. I want it to release. And so on my side of it, it's to go in the chiropractic side of it, is that It's not that it's bad, but it's not good. And it's not good because in the neck, I typically ask the patient, how many vertebrae do you have in your neck? And majority of people don't know. So I'll tell them, there's seven. So I go, when you pop or crack your neck, which one out of seven vertebrae do you pop or crack? And that's when the blank stare goes, I don't know. (laughs) And so I go, that's my job is I'll find that specific joint to get more motion. And then the difference is, is when you crack or pop your neck and it feels better, almost always they go, yeah, it feels good. But then like an hour later, I got to do it this way. And then I got to go back that way and do it again. And so on my side, if, if I find that specific area, the problem, and I adjust and restore motion there, it lasts longer. And then you're getting weeks and months and years out of that versus just a temporary relief with it.
1: Well, which is, which for a lot of people that do that, it's like a daily, right there.
2: Yeah. Like every hour, like, Oh, I've been studying. Oh, I'm in the car. Oh, I'm talking to my
0: kids.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I want to add to what you just said. And, and this is, I think important for the listeners is, uh, and then this is why I love your approach is, you know, it's like, just like when I, if you asked me 15 years ago when I was really young in the training industry, what's the best diet, you know, I'd say paleo. Well, that really, that really pigeonholed me into a bad space where I was too, um, I guess I had too much tunnel vision. Um, I would say too, if you're looking for a good chiropractor and they have that tunnel vision where, um, they can do everything for you, they can fix everything. They there's going to be the end all be all for you. That's kind of a red flag, right? Like run away because like when you hear Brad, he's he's literally like, okay, if I have to, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna refer you to this physical therapist. I'm gonna refer you to this nutritionist. I'm gonna refer you to this personal trainer. That is an instant like that should be a a giant light bulb going off your head like I'm in the right place because their willingness to send you to the right person to do it versus they can do everything is kind of what you should be looking for, right? Um, yeah, I, I referred my guy when I had my gym. I referred to a physical therapist that I that I was friends with and knew and trusted all the time because I knew what he was going to do with them and how quickly we could move them back into working with me. But it wasn't me like, no, 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 let me just fix it for you and I'll take care of it. Right. I had to refer because I knew there was somebody better.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. It's like, you don't want the ego, the egotistical chiropractor or the egotistical trainer or whatever. That's just like, no, no, it's just me. I got this.
2: (laughs) And I get all, I've, I have a great physical therapy group that I work with and same thing is I'm not going to try to step on their toes and do yeah. all this muscle stuff is let me be good at what I'm good at because I'm good at that and yeah. then be good at their subset too. And a lot of times, like I'll have patients come into the office and go, I'll kind of start talking about muscles and I go, Oh, you know, we got to get these muscles fired again and retrain them. And they go, Brad, don't send me to physical therapy. I've already done that. It's <laughs> always. The first thing in my mouth is physical therapy works. It's great when you have a muscle problem, but if you have a joint that's not moving correctly, or you can't twist or rotate or thoracic immobility that we've got to get the bones moving better so we can restore the muscle function and then pattern that with training to get it to stay that way. Yeah. So, and I've talked to the therapist about that and they say that all the time. There's like, they'll have patients come in and go, uh, Brad, I, you know, I've had people go, chiropractic doesn't work for them. And my first thing I'll say is, it's probably because it wasn't a chiropractic problem. It's not that chiropractic doesn't work. It's that what you had was not probably structure related. It was more muscle dominant or neurological, or you, have, you had a heart issue or a kidney stomach, like
0: yeah. bad,
2: bad kidneys can cause back pain. So if I'm adjusting your back pain, and then we find out that your kidneys aren't good, uh, you miss that. So you have to have that chiropractor yeah. that has some knowledge and base and class that they're not want to be the jack of all the trades and master of none that they can refer out. And uh, and that's why I think I've built a good solid community of my peers that people will respect me. And I will say like, Hey, I've done the muscle stuff, but you're just not quite there. Why don't you go let right evaluate your, or the mm-hmm. medical doctor that's like, you're having chronic migraines and this medication usually works with patients. Well, why is it not working for you? Let's have them see what your neck mobility is like and see if we can restore that function. So yeah, that's I think great. that's, that's critical is like, you want to, uh, find that, that chiropractor, that doctor, that trainer, that isn't just going to be like, this is the one exercise. I know exactly (laughs) what to do. Like, this is my diet program. That's exactly what you need to do. So yeah, it's finding that correct professional out there and, uh, always happy to help anyone if they ever needed some guidance on that. So I don't know all the chiropractors out there, but I can at least try to give you some guidance towards a good one.
1: That's awesome. That's really good. Uh, Brad, where can people find you? I'll make sure it goes into the description of the podcast itself, but if people wanted to reach out to you, where can they find you?
2: Yeah. So, uh, actually I'm not on social media. I don't have, we do have a Facebook page. It's uh Utah, which is U-T-H-O-F-F, U-T-H-O-F-F, uh, family Cairo. And that's our webpage. And then we also have a Facebook page that, that you can get some information on. But that's basically almost everything that we cover here is basically the same stuff on that. So awesome. your patients, if they have direct questions, um I, my email is Utah at gmail. And I usually at least once a day are checking that stuff. So I don't really post, I'm not the chiropractor that's having the glitz and glamour on Instagram and showing you the really <laughs> bad adjustments or uh the big neck cracking or popping. So I try to be more professional and to my patients to understand like what's going on and treat them versus uh, I kind of joke. Cause I do have a lot of patients that come in and go, did you see this adjustment? Is this guy grabbed his neck and ripped it off. and <laughs> it Like, can you do that to me? And <laughs> one of those, like, that's not for everybody. So it <laughs> always looks good and it sounds awesome, but that's not really is that really what your body needs? And if you don't, that's when people get hurt by chiropractors and it starts putting a bad name on the profession. So yeah, yeah. It's always trying to understand. But anyways, my email will be the best source. Um, so bradley.utah.gmail. Happy to answer anyone, but just for brief information about chiropractic, our webpage or Facebook page at uh Utah Family Cairo that's where
1: we're at. Awesome. Okay. I have one last question before we go. What's your definition of a muscular gentleman? And you guys know this already just from listening. He is in the program, which is fantastic. I love having you in there and it's an honor to be able to work with you, but what's your definition of a muscular gentleman from your standpoint?
2: So it's the balance. It's Mm. the strength. It's the mind. It's the body. And it's uh, the emotional side of it too. So how you treat your peers around you, how you treat other people. And so on my side of it is I've been passionate and been really interested in the Muscle gentleman that you're presenting because it's multifaceted. We can't just work on being the biggest, strongest guy. And you know, it's how we treat people around us in our peers and our colleagues and our friends. And so I look at being the muscular gentleman as the strong, the wise, the calm, collective, the respectful and honest person, uh, that is willing to, you know, go above and beyond to help everybody else. So that's kind of.
1: I love it. That was great. Awesome. That was fantastic. Brad, thank you so much, man. Everybody. Thanks. This is Brad. Thank you for being on the show, man. I'm Anytime not-
0: guys reach out. All right.
1: All right. All
0: right. You've been listening to The Muscular Gentleman. Finally, a podcast that's unapologetic for being a man. Thanks for joining us this week. Make sure you visit the website, www.themusculargentleman.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or just tell a buddy about the show. That would help too. Don't forget, Rustin is available for private coaching. Embrace your masculinity and live the life you've always wanted. See you next time on The Muscular Gentleman.